Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35, 30, Damian Williams, 20, stays in bounds, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City! Acelera Williams, tiene el primer 10, escapa a la 20, a la 10, touchdown, Damien Williams. Oh, Damien Williams, peut-être oh, oublié l'affaire oh, avec cette course qui va jusqu'au touchdown. Damien Williams runs to immortality in Chiefs Kingdom. Get ready to welcome your champions. Hello and welcome back to the Arrowheads of World podcast. Um, yes, we're still alive. We are still here. Um, it's been a while, but um, we're back in the uh, back in the recording chair, if you want to call it that. Um, and tonight I'm joined by Neil. Hello. And Tom. Hey, how you doing? So guys, we're back after a uh, three-month hiatus. We're uh, finally back in the chair. Feels weird. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Does feel strange. Do, do we have to hand in homework now and say what I did on my summer holidays like you used to in school? <laughs> No, we can certainly talk about it. What did you guys do on the summer holidays? I spent most of it down the beach with the kids, to be honest. Um, Very nice. Like we, we've had probably about three weeks of glorious summer sunshine, a, a proper summer. Um, I, I read we went 18 days without rain, and then we've had about 18 days worth of rain today as the place has flooded. Uh, it's absolutely lashed it down all day. Uh, but we've had a glorious kind of last month. Uh, it's been great. Loving it. Right, you, Tom? Um, not a lot, really. Played a bit of golf, did a bit of work. And bit then, of golf. Uh, I'd never have pegged you as a golfer. Have a go. <laughs> 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 Nothing special, right? Um, and then, it's not been a great year for uh, my teams in finals as the Chiefs lost and then England lost the Euros. So, mm-hmm. hopefully... The Chiefs can uh, second half of this second half of this year <laughs> put us in a good position for next year. Yeah, the Euros was good apart from the final. So. Yeah, it was a yeah, good competition. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Euros was great. Yeah, and like you said, sure? the, the weather's been so good as well. Um, past month, I've just been sitting out in the sun really and working. Aside from that, um, but yeah, the Euros was so good. We had to avoid Duncan for most of it. Um, <laughs> 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 he has plenty to say on England, didn't he? <laughs> Just a little. And now he's on holiday in England. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the tournament's over now, so it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, he can travel now. He's all right. Well, yeah, it's been a bit of a um, long off-season for the uh, NFL season. Well, at least for me, it's felt like that. It feels like it's been ages since we've uh, seen some football. Um, But things are starting to pick up now. We're starting to uh, get back into the swing of things. Players are starting to return, and we're starting to see more and more footage spill out. Um, and yeah, it's been a weird one for, for Chiefs fan, especially with uh, all the different news that's flying about and latest updates. Um, but finally, some actual football we can watch and we can talk about football instead of all these weird things like Kelsey's name and, and stuff like that. Um, was, was there ever a story? Like, I I didn't watch any of those videos because I didn't care how you <laughs> pronounced his name. Like, it, it's just... That that was the depths that we plumbed to. Was that that was a story? It's like lads, please. I know you got to fill time with something, but Christ, is that the best you can do? Yeah, and I think it said it all about how long this off season's been. Uh, just the fact that we had to talk about one of our players' and his surnames, and his brother got involved from the Eagles as well. Uh, I'm still going to call him Kelsey, though. I don't know about you guys. I'm gonna yeah, stick absolutely. With that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a it's a bit yeah. It's just a bit of a weird one, like. 
how many years has he been in the NFL? It's just coming out now. It'd be it'd be strange if we'd got it wrong all this time and he hadn't corrected us. Um, so yeah, no, 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 no. I'm calling Kelsey. I think it'd be hard to change. Yeah, I don't think I could. Yeah, there's no. I, I don't even now. know what the alternative pronunciation was. I didn't Is even go Kels? that far into it. I think it was Kelsey. Yeah. But then to be fair, like, I mean, maybe that's his, like I thought that was his nickname in a way. I don't know. Don't know. Who cares? (laughs) Well, yeah, and all that conversation is now over because we're finally back at training camp. Well, starting from tomorrow for uh, for Chiefs players, I believe. Um, Yeah, so looking forward to actually seeing some people throw footballs and catch footballs because it's uh, it's been far too long. Um, Are you guys looking forward to training camp? How involved do you get in the whole training camp? Not massively, to be honest. Um, Like, I'll I'll check out the headlines. you know, to see if anyone got injured or anyone has anything interesting to say, but a lot of the sound bites are formulaic um, at best. And uh, as long as no one gets injured, training camp's great. Um, but watching videos and in practice, ugh, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure I have time for Like that. wildly too zoomed in, f- like videos of Tyreek Hill high pointing a ball in the end zone on his own don't really do it for me um, yeah. but yeah I think no notifications is good <laughs> You'd the last thing you know as like, like you said Neil as long as there's no someone's torn their ACL then then that's that's great the best thing the Chiefs can do I think it's the same as everyone in the NFL is just is just get through training camp without an injury that's yeah, literally just the biggest thing that could happen yeah like what happened with um, Cam Akers a few weeks ago I felt awful for, for the rounds um he he was that I mean he was gonna be part of a great offense with the Rams over there with uh, Matt Stafford now so yeah it's such a shame seeing him go down and obviously hopefully uh, doesn't happen to any more Chiefs players or NFL players for that matter um, before the season gets underway or <laughs> and after that as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've been quite lucky haven't we with injuries I mean for the most part we haven't had any season enders early which is ideal so long may that continue in terms of training camp fitness though we usually like hopefully touch wood they come out they come out clean again they seem to there's, there's teams like the Chargers that just always seem to get injuries <laughs> yeah. so hopefully um yeah hopefully we just get through easy and that'd be I think it if this, if this Chiefs team stays healthy, they're going far. That that feels like the only thing that's going to stop them again. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, health is obviously top priority. Um, is there anyone in particular looking forward to seeing at training camp? Because uh, obviously, it's the, when the new faces come in, you see all like the new receivers, the draft, the, the draftees, and is there anyone in particular that you're excited to see? Uh, Noah Gray for me. Um, I, I think if he is good, he has the potential to really bust open this offense because you, you play two tight ends, two wide receivers and if both tight ends can catch and block um, as a defense you've got problems um, and you've got problems enough with Mahomes back there behind a fully healthy, fully routiled offensive line um, you know, if you want to drop eight men back into coverage, good luck with that they'll just ram the ball down your throat and if you want to kind of try and man man for man on everyone, Tyreek Hill's going to roast somebody. Maybe whoever the number two receiver is. That's going to be an interesting battle. But, um, yeah, good luck trying to defend that. If Noah Gray can catch as well as Block, <laughs> good luck. 
yeah, I think that's going to be the key um, to opening the the Chiefs' offense. We haven't we haven't been able to do that for a few years. Like, I, I just don't think we can trust our tight ends. Uh, well, our tight end twos and threes to do anything but kind of block. Mm-hmm. I think I think we had a Blake Bell touchdown at some point. Uh, I don't even remember if that was last year or the year before. Um, it, it's it's hard to get excited about anyone like the new additions in training camp because. It's Noah Gray and, and Cornell Powell, really, because otherwise you're looking at a linebacker, um, a centre, and a defensive end that you're not sure is going to play. It's, it's hard to There's see anything. Sexy about them. It's hard to see anything flashy in, in a training camp. You're not going to know if they're good until the real games start, really. So, mm. um, I'd say I'm excited about Cornell Powell, but I mean, how much are you going to even see? Just, just got to hope yeah. they're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like good. I feel like we're having this conversation last year, Neil, about um, how how do you stop this Chiefs offense? We're having the same conversation last year when we drafted Clyde Edwards-Helaire, and like, do do you part like do you sit back and, and expect the pass because then Clyde Edwards-Helaire is going to rip you like through the middle, and, and it didn't exactly pan out like that. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. Um, I feel like he needed this draft class and this off season with all the free agent moves we've got because I think it'll be a big year for him now, um, seeing all these new guys in because hopefully. Now that we've got this, they can really <laughs> expect the pass or, or, or commit too much to the pass, and then the run will be wide open for for mm-hmm. Clyde Edwards there. Um, I feel like he needed these extra guys to be in to uh, to push him to that next level. But then, does it matter if it's Clyde Edwards Hilaire back there if you've got an elite offensive line opening holes? You know, could Damien Williams have done that job? Probably. Um, but then you go back to the analytics. Does running backs matter? That's a whole different... It's early in the season for that one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, there's a conversation on start about mid-season, didn't they? Um, yeah, the yeah, running backs yeah, matter, yeah, yeah. It is funny, though, because the first game against the Texans last year, we had... that. Uh, we had What's his name? The... The Kichi Assembly, is that right? Yeah, yeah he yeah. he looked really good. The, the Chiefs were running the ball really, really well. Like, oh, this this is great, and then it disappeared for the rest of the season. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it'll be interesting to see how the how the O line gels. I think we were talking off podcast. Weren't you? I mean, I mentioned it about how that comes together against a, a, a fairly decent Browns defensive line. Yeah, week, yeah. week one's going to be an interesting test. All right, with that. Browns defense. I don't particularly care for the Browns offense, but their defense is good. Yeah, well, it's going to be really important for the offensive line in training camp to uh, to gel and make sure that they're on the right page to come in because it's a tough schedule for the Chiefs in the first few weeks. Um, so yeah, I think um, it'll be important for them to, to gel early and make the most of training camp because if they don't and if they're not on the right page come week one, they might uh, they might come to regret it. So who's your starting five then? Who from left to right? Brown's a gimme. Thune's a gimme. Mm-hmm. Humphrey at centre's a gimme. Oh, I'd say so. Really? So I would. I don't know. I think I might start Blythe. I think it depends how training camp goes. Just, it depends how confident they are with him. So yeah. why bring in Blythe if they knew they'd they'd be looking for a centre in the draft? Is my only thought. Uh, as cover in case they didn't get a centre in the draft. I agree, and I think you look at you look at the situation. It's not like. It's not like Blythe was here last year and knows the offense. He's he's in the same situation as as Creed is in terms of learning the mm. offense. I think you just I think you just better just putting him in and, and Creed's just learn future. from the start. Yeah, exactly. Got, why potentially... delay it? Why delay it? Just put him in. Yeah, you've potentially got ten years of Humphrey and Mahomes playing together. Like the more they play together, the sooner the better. So to to me, that's a 
a relatively straightforward decision unless he absolutely stinks the place up in training camp. Um, and then, as long as he gets on with Mahomes and he can snap the ball left-handed, <laughs> I, I think I think he'll be fine. Yeah, that's what I'd do. Right guard. Is 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 supposed to be Carl Long, isn't it? But isn't he injured again? Well, he's injured. Doctor Larry or Trey Smith. I, th- I think they'd go Larry first. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think if, if you are going to start Creed, I think then having a yeah. right guard as well as a rookie um, is stretch. Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. And and you know, Duvernay Tardif, he might have had a year off because of COVID, but um, yeah, I, th- I think he knows the system. You know, he knows what he's doing on this Chiefs team. So yeah, why not keep him? And then right tackle. Do you go Niang or do you go someone else? Are you comfortable with two rookies on the line? Spread out? I mean, I'm more I'm more comfortable spread out than I am them one after next the other. other. Yeah, yeah, next to each other. Um, I, mm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm not sold, though. I, I have suspicions that Niang's not going to be uh, the answer that we all think he's going to be because I think he's been using, oh, Niang's back, Niang's back. But we, we don't know what Niang is. Like... They they must be confident in him, but we haven't seen it. He's he he's essentially a rookie as well, isn't he? And he yeah. you know we don't know what he is either. What 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 round pick was he? Three third, yeah. So, I mean, you don't know what you're getting in Niang either. Um, Remmers is there, though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'd imagine he'd start. Yeah, I think Remmers would be the only other option. Um, I don't think there's many others. You got a nice um, blend then as well. You got a nice blend of um, youth and experience. Mm. Yeah, I'm certainly it's not solid. complaining about that offensive line. Yeah, I'm not complaining at all. No, it's a it's solid. It's better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's the thing. That's the only important thing. That's a fairly low bar from the end of last season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not exactly a hurdle to get over. So, what about the um, what about the receiver room then? Where do you see that competition panning out? Because obviously, that's going to be a. I think it's going to be a, a big talking point for Chiefs fans and analysts at training camp. Is who is going to be that wide receiver too? Um, with a few options there, and obviously Cornell Powell as well has come in to uh, shake up a bit. So, what do you think about the receiver room? I'll let you go, Neil. I, it pains me to say it, but I would imagine Demarcus Robinson is going to get first shot at wide receiver too, um, just because he, he's familiar with the offense and he's familiar with Mahomes, and they certainly seem to have some rapport there between the two of them. He has had. 180 yard game was it against the Raiders he had 180 yards or something ridiculous you know yeah he he can produce but he's just so droppy inconsistent yeah (laughs) droppy droppy (laughs) um I mean the, the thing with the wide receivers is once you get past Hill and Kelsey that's probably two thirds of your targets taken up between the two of them you would imagine Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to take a few targets as well out the backfield. Mm-hmm. There's probably another 10 to 15% gone, so now you've got 20% of your targets are available to everybody else. So whoever's at number two, it's not going to be a huge amount that's going to be going their way anyway. Um, but I would imagine Robinson will get the first shot. But I would like to see Powell in there. I like the look of him from the college tape that I watched. Um, he looks a powerful unit um, so I, I would like to think he will take the job but I fear that it will be DeMarco Robinson mm. Anyone? Do, do you think Mikol Hardman's uh, role will change much next year as well or do you think no. it will stay quite similar no. I, I think Hardman stays 
slot receiver, gadget player, kick returner. Oh. I, he's not. He's not a. He's not like a kick two, He's not a number two wide receiver. I don't think. No. He's more beneficial out of the slot or running jet sweeps or all the kind of gadgety stuff that they do to get him touches of the ball. Like get get him the ball half a dozen times a game, in some manufactured fashions. He's fast. He'll make things happen. But un- unless he's shown a remarkable improvement in his route running then I, I don't see him as an option at wide receiver too. Like Robinson is significantly ahead of him in that in my eyes for that. Mm. I agree. And I think probably had the same conversation last year that this is going to be McCall's breakout year and it wasn't. I, I, I don't I, I don't like him. It's pretty obvious. Um, <laughs> and I, say, I, I don't even think he's good on special teams. So I, I don't know what his role is. I, I think that's exactly what Neil said. You have, you have him... If you have him on the field, it's either a manufactured touch or a distraction. Uh, neither of those things are particularly bad. I think at some point I've got to get over in my own head that we wasted a, a, a draft pick on him. Uh, I think that's <laughs> what it is. Uh, if I'm totally honest, that's what I think it is. Because there's a lot of better players available. And that's hindsight as well. But I think they got suckered into it with the with the Tyreek Hill situation at the time. But I, I, I don't know. I think he's... I think he, is a manufactured touch guy and a distraction and and like Neil says you, you're probably looking at Demarcus Robinson and hope that you've got a gem in Cornell Powell because I like everything that I've seen from him but again it's not like they went out and decided we've got to have this guy and pick him in the second round like they were happy to wait and get the value there in the fourth round so you you've got to kind of think about your own expectations for him as well I would love to see Byron Pringle do something. Um, yeah, yeah. I've really liked what I've seen of him when he's been given the opportunity. Do I think he'll get the opportunity? Probably not. But um, why isn't he getting that opportunity? That's my question. Because he does look good every time he's on the field. So there's got to be something. Your draft position comes into it. He was an undrafted free agent, and it shouldn't, but it does. Like if you've spent a second round pick on someone, you know, like good teams would admit that mistake and it's a fair fight and the best player wins but a lot of teams don't want their high draft picks to fail they want to give them every opportunity to succeed and you'd like to think if if there was one general manager that wouldn't really have to worry about that considering Brett Veach's draft history has been relatively poor as a general manager um, you'd think it would be Brett Veach just because of the influence he had on, on drafting Mahomes so You'd have thought if anyone doesn't need to worry about it too much, it'd be him. So maybe, maybe this year, that doesn't come into play as much. You know, we're probably three, three years removed from him getting picked in the second round. So, yeah, I mean, we just need someone that can be reliable for Patrick Mahomes. And McCall Hardman didn't run a corner out in the Super Bowl. So <laughs> it's, it's true though, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Agree. So oh, yeah, agree. You, you've got to make that decision. Uh, who in the biggest in the biggest spots? Who's gonna who's gonna be the most reliable player? And that's but it, what it depends what you're trying to get them to do compared to their skill set. Like if if Hardman's skill set is being fast, then you make use of that skill set by yeah. getting him the ball and getting him in space. But if his skill set isn't route running, don't ask him to run like specific routes that he's just not good at because that's that's not going to end well. That's bad coaching. Rather well, that, than yeah. uh, rather than putting it on Hardman and saying, 
he's a crap player. He's good at certain things and good teams will put the players in positions to do the things that they do well. Um, so Hardman has a skill set. Make use of that skill set, but don't try and get him to do stuff that he's not good at doing. Mm. Give that to someone yeah. else. Yeah, I think that's... Um, it's almost come from... Tyreek Hill's development as a player obviously he was that guy he was that gadget player that's the don't really know what you're getting out of him when, it, when he was coming in and then suddenly he explodes and now he's a legitimate top five receiver in the league and it's almost like Miko Harbin's come in and filled that gap that Tyreek left behind because when they started to want to use Tyreek as the guy the number one receiver he wasn't available for those gadget plays he wasn't there for those for those little plays they like running and I think Harman can step in and pick up that slack quite quite nicely, although it might not be number two receiver worthy. It's nice to fill that hole that Hill left behind when he became this this number one receiver and, and number one or two target for the Chiefs offense. Hardman had our third most targets as a receiver last year, as I look at the stats, because I sure as hell don't know this off the top of my head, but he had 62 <laughs> targets last year, which was third... Kelsey had 145, Hill had 135, and then Hardman had 62 as the third biggest. And he had the third most yardage as well, 560 yards. Hmm. Like the, There is a role for Hardman within this offense, and he will get... That's pr- probably 41 receptions, 560 yards, and four touchdowns. But you know what, if he did that again this season, you'd probably say, that's about right in this offense, based on the amount of targets that are going towards him. Hmm. I think that's probably his upper limit. I, you couldn't see him doing much more than that, I don't think. I, th- I think we'll see a few. I think I think we'll see the Chiefs jig it around a little bit. T- you've got Noah Gray, who we're hopeful. You've got Demarcus Robinson. You've got Cornell Pack. You got you got so many people to rotate in, especially when you've got Tyreek and and Travis going to take so many of those receptions. It's like you say, you just you pick your poison a little bit. You, Clyde Edwards Lair out the backfield, and we all hope is going to improve those numbers catching the ball there is so many it's the embarrassment of riches almost that we sat here complaining about not having a wide receiver too when you've got the one of the best wide receivers and tight ends and quarterback <laughs> you know yeah. so i think i think we'll get by yeah, yeah. do you think it will be like a make do situation for the chiefs then where we have hill we have kelsey let's just make do elsewhere and and we will find the numbers where we can get them Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we got by without Sammy Watkins for large periods of time in the last two, three years. So, but we were better when he was. There. We was better, but we, yeah, but he wasn't there a lot of the yeah, time. Well, that's that's the problem. So, I mean, we certainly weren't bad when he wasn't there. <laughs> we were still no. pretty, uh, pretty scary. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it will be a case of just finding the numbers and. and putting in, plugging in whoever needs to be there in that specific moment outside of Hill and Kelsey. Um, yeah, it should be fun. Um, is there any defenders in training camp that you're, uh, that you're looking forward to see this season? Reed, Jaron Reed. Yes. Uh, yes if, if, if he plays well, he potentially could make the big difference on that D-line. And I think the D-line is going to have to come up with pressure more pressure than they did last season because I look at our cornerbacks and I wince. Um, I'm, I'm not a great deal of confidence in the depth or quality in the cornerbacks. There's kind of a, there's a few players you're hoping play well, and I, I don't like hoping that players play well. 
Um, <laughs> so I, I think we're going to have to get a pass rush to get after quarterbacks quickly to make up for the fact that our cornerbacks are okay. Um, so I think Reed is going to be the man. If he can get that push up the middle, if you put him and Chris Jones up the middle, the two of them should be able to wreak havoc. You know, no one's stepping up into that pocket. Um, if we have to play Chris Jones on the edge, maybe Wharton comes along there in the middle with Reed, and the two of them can cause some damage. But I think he is going to be integral to the defense working well. I think I'd probably look at someone like Nick Bolton, just because I will admit that I know basically nothing about him, apart from the fact that he comes from Missouri. Um, and believe it or not, I don't watch a shed load of Missouri college football. Um, so the Chiefs feel comfortable. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what he can add a year after we added Willie Gay. Um, and then the only other one on the defence that, that strikes me is, and it's not even really a one to watch, it's, it's Tyron Matthews' contract situation because if they can get that sorted out, then I'll be relatively happy because I feel safe when he's on the field. I feel like he covers up a lot and he's heart and soul of this defence and I just quite like that contract to get done now. There's been murmurs, hasn't there? But He's doing a lot of tweeting about He has done a lot of tweeting, but it's still not been announced. He's not happy. He's not a happy comfort. Well, the last week or so, it seemed like he's been tweeting stuff about pos- positive things as if like it was done and yet what, like still... 10 million in the bank that kind of positive thing <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd tweet pretty positively about that as well yeah I'm not sure I'd advertise the fact I've got 10 million in the bank I don't just for clarity <laughs> I struggle to have 10 in the bank at times of my 10 million maybe if we all put together we might get close <laughs> No, really? I don't think so. <laughs> Not unless you're coming up with nine and a half million plus. <laughs> I was banking on Owen, to be honest. <laughs> he, works spec- he works for Specsavers, <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this uh, this linebacking call, though. Um, I know you touched on, on Nick Bolton, mm. Tom, but I think all, all three of them, Hitchens, Bolton and Gay, I'm looking forward to see how Hitchens um, brings up these young guys because you've got to look at Willie Gay and Nick Bolton as... Yeah. as the future for this linebacking core. Um, not sure how much longer Hitchens has left in Kansas City. So, what yeah, looking forward to... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he was a nice surprise, though, last year, Hitchens. He, he he really came along last year. Like He contributed positively a lot more than I thought he was going to... You're, you're so. almost looking at Hitchens doing an Alex Smith this year and taking Game Bolton under his wing and saying, you guys are the future, you're going to replace me because I'm getting cut at the end of the season because I'd put... Tyrion Matthews 10 million quid on the fact that he's going to get cut at the end of the season you guys are the future, here's everything you need to know about being a pro and playing linebacker and whatever else, you you want that out of Hitchens this season Yeah, passing on to the to, to the young guys um, I think it will be so vital I think we're going to see well I hope we're going to see a lot more of Willie Gay this year and Nick Bolton together hopefully that that would be nice I think it's maybe a bit much to ask but it, it would be nice to see them this year because it, it has felt like that has been a weakness and they've addressed it with high draft picks in the last two years so it's, it's obviously a position that the the Chiefs have identified as, as a weak point and it's going to be interesting to see the guys that they've gone out and actively sourced how they fill that weakness on our team I think teams have exploited 
the linebackers we've had, haven't they? I, mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, Neiman and Dorian or Daniel don't exactly set the pulse racing when you're watching them, do they? So I, I can understand why we've gone after linebackers with high picks and you know, if someone can cover a running back or a tight end, that'd be fantastic. Thanks, lads. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it'll be fun watching them fly about on the field together, Bolton and Gay on the set at the same time. Tom, like you said, uh, that should be so much fun. So, like, it'll be electric watching them fly about. Uh, it's just obviously getting that consistency and getting them up to a stage where they can be trusted to be out okay. there. Yeah, to be mm-hmm. the guys for us. And that's why I think Anthony Hitchens is so important this year. To help them grow into that role, uh, obviously, if if and probably is his last year. We we are relying on on our draft picks. Uh, I mean, this isn't news. It's like it's the same as most teams, but we we're really relying on our draft picks with some of the high contracts we've got to to contribute now. Um, yep. And it, we haven't got a lot of contribution out of our draft picks, if we're totally honest. Like going back the last few years, so I, I I'm really intrigued to see how. Uh, same as every year, but I'm really intrigued to see how this draft class does and what contribution we get from them. Because, I mean, you look at that draft class and you go, "Are there any, are there any hidden gems there?" You you just don't know. What's because they're hidden? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you, but you look, you look, you look at, you look at like, you look at like Tyreek Hill, and yeah, he was he was electric and stuff. But he didn't see a top five receiver straight away, no. and you just you just got to hope that Cornell Powell, you know. Top three wide receiver in the league. <laughs> yeah, <that'd be laughs> nice. Cre- Creed, yeah, Creed, Hump- Creed Humphrey, top center. Or... You just, you know, if you can get. But more to the point is, just a contribution from these guys. If these guys can all contribute, that's that's a win. Solid status. That's what you're looking for. Yeah, from that's them. all we're after. But particularly we've got the with stars. with these draft picks like Bolton and Humphrey. And to an extent, Powell, if you could get three solid starters, we have enough of the rest of the team to kind mm. of... We have enough superstars yeah. in the team. We don't need them to be, like, game changers. We just need them to be... Competent. Reliable and... Yeah, competent is... Yeah, exactly, yeah. Reliable and competent, I would uh, I would put as two prime things we mm. need out of them this year. But that's the thing, last year, our O-line... It, Put us at a disadvantage. We need people that aren't going to put us at a disadvantage. Just keep us on an even, even keel, and then let Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, if he plays, <laughs> Chris Jones, <laughs> we, let them guys win the games for us because they will. It's just not hindering ourselves. That's the biggest thing. Oh, they say with the O line, like you're only as strong as your weakest link on the O line. So let, let's we've what we've addressed really well over the uh, the off season I thought was that we've raised that lowest level mm. up to reasonably good um, like a, a solid starter I suppose would be kind of the lower level of the offensive line now um, so we don't really have that glaring kind of um, obvious know, turnstile kind of person on there who teams are really going to go after <laughs> Cam Irving yeah, that, that was the name I was struggling yeah. to remember there. Yeah, <laughs> I could feel it. And then, and then pick any of the uh, Super Bowl starting lineup. Yeah, just copy and paste in there. They're all in the past. Just going, going the back past to Frank. Cl- just going back to Frank Clark, who you just mentioned there. Let, let's let's go there. 
Like, here we he, go. He's not I'll let you go there. He's got an Uzi. <laughs> like the Chiefs aren't going to cut him, and I no. doubt the league are going to suspend him by the sound of it. But how brainless do you have to be to to like to go around to be in areas where you feel you need? To carry an Uzi in the first place. I mean, the the fact that anyone feels the need to carry an Uzi is just an alien concept to me. Um, mm. But if there are areas where you feel you need one, probably best not to go to those areas, don't you think? I don't know whether it's just a I'm a famous sports person driving a Lamborghini on millions and millions of pounds. I need to be able to defend myself. But then, I mean, it, you don't need a semi-automatic machine gun to do that. I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because, like, to to us, the whole gun thing, like, it's just well, alien. No one's going no to walk up to him and start on him, are they? So, I mean, it's not a matter of the right mind, they're not. No, so you imagine that someone's going to come with a weapon, which is why I guess he's got a weapon. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I wonder how many times he's fired that Uzi. I have no idea. I'd like to think not very many, but I, I wouldn't put the odds on that as very high either. It just, just... What colour is just, Lambo? I don't know. Black. <laughs> it just baffles me. The whole situation there, like where you feel the need to carry an Uzi, hmm. it's just... It's fucked up is what it is. I mean, I'm sorry, but it just is. Like, I, It just... I think as UK fans, especially, it's just, it's almost like bewildering because it, yeah, like it said, is, it's just so alien to us. So it is like, it's almost a case of how normal is like, do Americans think this is normal? Is this yeah, usual? Is this do. a common occurrence or yeah. <laughs> like, we just no clue. Yeah. Well, as we were talking before we recorded there, like if I, on the stories on Arrowhead Pride about that, half of the comments were going, well, he's done nothing wrong. That's fine. And the other half were going, well, he, you know, he broke a law. He should have known that it was against the law in California. You know, if he'd been in Missouri or Kansas, it would have been fine. But, you know, California, it's illegal. Would to it be have been? Doing that. Yeah, it would, yeah. In Missouri, he'd have done nothing wrong. Um, it's, wow. There's, a, there's like half a dozen states where that's illegal, I think. And California just See, happens to be one of them. For me, I, I, I don't really want to get into the gun laws thing, like... It, it is what it is, whether you disagree or agree. It's, I mean, it's a massive debate either way. But I just can't get past the Uzi. Like, he could have just had a handgun. He could have just had a... <laughs> like, it's not like it's just a handgun. It's a fucking Uzi. I know, it's... <laughs> just mad. I just... I'm, I, I'm genuinely bewildered by it. I really am. I, I, I didn't look into it that much because I was just like, it just seems ridiculous. Um, but like you say, all those things, he, he could have done it in Missouri, blah, blah, blah. But like, how did he get stopped? Did someone see the gun? Like how did they just... Waving pull... it about out the window. Yeah, like, <laughs> did they just pull him down? Did they just pull they, him they over? Pulled, and... They pulled him for a, a traffic violation, which basically is you're black and you're driving a Lamborghini. And... Yeah. Um, he there was had... an Uzi on the floor. It, it was in a, in a bag on the back seat, I believe, was... Roughly the gist of it, but the the gas thing is, this is the second time this year he's been stopped for this. Like, learn your fucking <laughs> lesson from the first time. 
Because the, the prosecution he's got now is from the one back in March. It's not even for the stop he had in June. It's mm. just like, you, you're getting paid £20 million a year. Don't do anything stupid. Like, it make, makes for some amazing shit talk on the line, though. Like, bro, I've got an Uzi in my car. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd, I'd say most of them do, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just... It's the madness of... Like, what do you think, and... like... You know, like how Patrick Mahomes is just like the perfect, perfect kind of person. Yes, just <laughs> it's just perfect in every way. He can yeah. drive a, like even like I was watching the golf with him, and he, could ju- he he's just good at everything. What do you think his reaction is? Or he's just like, oh yeah, but, Pat, um, Frank's just been caught with an Uzi in his car. <laughs> For fuck's sake! I, I, I don't. I genuinely don't he's know. I can't what? picture Mahomes. Driving around with an Uzi. <laughs> you should get him one. I just, it just, um, no, just, it is. It's just it so alien. Baffling. Like you, yeah. We we don't have guns here, and guess what? We don't have gun crime either. You know, and like I people mean, we say, have, like, we have our own problems. Let's be. Yeah, honest. we we do, but guns isn't one <laughs> yeah. of them, and like you wouldn't even know, you wouldn't even begin to know where to go to get a gun. Like, they say, like, oh, only criminals would have the guns then if all the good guys give away their guns. Well, the only people who get shot around here are criminals shooting other criminals. That's the only gun crime you hear. Which isn't exactly the worst thing in the world, you know? Another drug dealer got shot. Yeah, oh well. Um, that's terrible. Um, 99 problems, but an easy one. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just... It's just like how how they can't see that guns are a large part of the problem of gun crime. I just I'll never understand. If anyone wants to put it in the comments on oh, Twitter no. or Facebook or whatever, there we go. For, for, tag me, I am, I am. tag me in them. This is Neil speaking. Tag me yeah. in them by all means. But I genuinely cannot, for the life of me, grasp what has become. I really can't. It's just unfortunate he got caught in it. It is for him, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's hope he's on the uh, let's hope he's on the field uh, <laughs> come the start of the season because when he's healthy, when he's on the field, and when he's not got an Uzi in his back of his car, <laughs> he's a pretty good football player. He, he's he, uh, he does some bits for us. So uh, some, let's pe- hope some people on. some people don't think so. Yeah. Some, yeah. some people would like to see him cut right now. But I think we're better with him than without him. Yeah. I, I mean, if you look at the rest of the, it makes the team better. Considering we basically don't have very much on the edge. No. Um, be Chris yes. Jones there soon enough. Chris Jones I mean, will be jo- Jones outside. and Clark are the two edge rushers. With Breed that, in the middle. That's a handful. Yes, unless they run the ball. Um, yeah. At, at, at Chris Jones on the edge, which yes. I guess is the problem, but we, we, we'll find out if that is a problem or not. Um, and we also got... Oprah I am intrigued to see... Yeah. recently as well. Yes, we did sign up before, that's true. Um, um, it will be interesting... It, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out as well. Whether whether we get more from Chris Jones on the as, as an edge, as an edge threat rather than interior. I don't know if you put two really good interior players together, like that. To me, that is better than one good interior and one good edge. Like you could, right. you could cause havoc with two good defensive tackles. Yeah, you're moving yeah. them off the spot straight away, aren't you? Yeah. Because with one, you can assume a centre and a guard can can take that, and the guard can deal with the other. But if you need two guys, if you have two defenders that ideally need two guys need each of them, 
then yeah, that leaves. And if even if they don't get through, that leaves wide open holes for everyone else to get through. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I do think having two guys up the middle will just wreak havoc. Uh, and like you said, Neil, I'm really excited to see uh, Reed in training camp, but also when the season starts. Um, oh, it's going to be a hell of a season. It's going to be great fun. Yeah, and it's only three weeks away preseason. So it's the first do you guys pre-season. like preseason? No. I. <laughs> I do in that I haven't watched football since February, so yeah, um, yeah. I just, I like just the first from that week. Point of view. I like the first week because it's oh my god, there's actually football. I can actually watch live American football. This is incredible, yeah. and it gets to about halfway through week two or like like around that time. And it's just like oh, I just want to. I want the real football to start now. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't I'm hold out Chad Henney and. I wouldn't hold out much hope for watching them. They start at one thirty, one a.m. and one a.m. for us. The preseason It's probably have to be like a highlight thing or a watch it back the next yeah. Oh, season. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll definitely on, do that. <laughs> on our inflated game passes now. Yeah, <laughs> but it's another story for another day. I'll still watch. Like I'll watch I'll it. Yeah, watch the first half probably live because because I'll watch it while there's players I know. Just, yeah, <laughs> I'm not bothered really so much about which kind of fourth string receiver takes the practice squad spot and you know tap tip yes. to Duncan and his man love for Gary Dieter um, you know, yeah, sure Duncan will be up until four in the morning he, he's yeah. going to stay up until four in the morning watching Gary Dieter reruns I'm sure that's going to happen um, but I'm not sure I'll stay up for that myself yeah I can live without watching Armani Watts play <laughs> safety yeah. in the third quarter of a 49 Chiefs opener yeah <laughs> Yeah, I can live without that. Do you think? Do we think we're going to see any Patrick Mahomes in the preseason? I'd be very surprised to see any of him. Maybe a, think, think drive, a drive. Too. Maybe I think he still Vikings. needs to earn his. Uh, he still needs to earn his starting spot. I think. Yeah. <laughs> he still needs to. Uh, yeah, he needs to show that he's he's the guy. He really is. I think Chad <laughs> Henney's on his heels a bit. <laughs> well, you, you saw Henney play last season. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Browns, yeah. Browns game in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. and we open with the Browns. And you can't make Patrick Mahomes gags in the way you can make the Chad Henney gags. You know, Henney fits in very well with a lot of other phrases you can use. You just can't get Mahomes in there. Like Would that. it be pretty jokes to open up against the Browns first first drive, first snap, and just get Chad Henney to hand the ball off? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that, that, would be, that would be the biggest kick in the teeth. That would be so funny. I would love That's to see it. That's just the least Andy Reid thing ever, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something I'd do. <laughs> I do it on Madden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah, but the season should be good, and obviously, like starting with Cleveland is going to be a tough game. But uh, I, I like the look at the schedule. I think for like entertainment factor alone, I'm talking like it's it, there's some really fun games in there. Um, well, we've got a really tough start season. to the season. That first five we weeks, do indeed, yeah. That, horrible, that is horrible. Some, yeah. Yeah. Some I'd argue first six because Washington's. Then they're not, they're not the worst team in the world. They're not. That's defensively, the defensively, they're going to be good. Oh yeah, Offen- yeah. Offensively, not sure. You can win yeah, not so yeah. much. I mean, they've got Fitzpatrick. They've got Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Outside of that. <laughs> not a great deal. And even those two don't exactly fill you with any great kind of fear. Oh, I don't know. I think Terry McLaurin's a great player. I don't. I, yeah, I think. I mean, if we're if we're looking at the opening games, though, Washington's not the one I'm looking at. <laughs> no, a few, no. a few more stressful ones than that. Oh yeah, first. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So after six games, what is our record? So we've got Browns at home, Ravens, Ravens away, Chargers at home, Eagles away, Bills at home, Washington away. I think you take like four and two, but hopefully, five, hopefully, hopefully, like hopefully five and one. I don't think I would go five and one there. Hmm. Yeah, I'd go five and one. I'd be. I mean, I, I, anything I, less than that, I'd I'd think was a bit disappointing. It depends why it's disappointing, though, doesn't it? If if if, like. If it's a case of the O-line are gelling and we're having problems, then you'd like to think that's going to get sorted out. It's what the problems are, I guess. If we're if we're four and two, that's still not a bad record, though. It's not going to hinder us. It's it's if you it, it's who you lose to as well. Like if you lose, yeah. To I mean, the, if we lost it, to the Eagles in Washington, that's not the end of the world. Yes, but if you lose to the Browns, Ravens, cheat, uh, Chargers, Chargers Bills. or the Bills, all play all teams that are going to be competing at the end of the season, then it, I guess it is a little bit of a problem. But yeah. I mean, if you're going to go four and two, the chances are you are probably going to be losing to two of those teams. Ravens. Mm. Ravens away on a Sunday I, night. I just don't think I... I think I rate Lamar less and less every yeah. time I think about how, how much I, I like him. I, just, I, I think know. I might He's... be... I think I might be lulling myself into, like, a false sense of security with Baltimore because after what after what's happened between us and them over the past three years, it gets to the point where I see them on the schedule and I'm a bit like, yeah, okay, we can beat them. But didn't I feel like there's really going to be one game that's going to catch me out. Didn't they really upgrade their receiving core, though? Who did they draft? Did they draft um, didn't they draft Bateman? Uh, yes, Was it Bateman Rashard, or Marshall? Rashad Bateman they drafted, yeah. In yeah. fact, didn't they draft two guys that we, we liked? Yes, I think they did. But we were saying this last year about Patrick Queen, though. Well, someone was saying it about Patrick Queen last year. Yeah, no, he was let's, really... let's not drag us all into that one. <laughs> he was he was he was really highly rated as well, wasn't he? By you? <laughs> no, no. If you go back and have a look at the the linebacker, what isn't wasn't he really high last year? I don't know. What in terms of last season? Yeah, I think he actually ended up all right. They they drafted Ty, Tyler Wallace, Tyler and, Wallace um, and yeah, the Richard fourth. Bateman, yeah. And then they they the Ravens basically draft the people I like. Um, so they drafted Bateman, Owe, and. Um, well, they drafted Ben Cleveland as well. I don't really care about him, but Ty Wallace as well. So they always seem to draft people that we're quite high on. Yeah. Um, so. Although the Bills did that this year, they drafted two of our mock draft players. Hmm. Um, they're they're going to be chasing us as they're well. Gonna, they're going to be strong this year as well. That'll yeah. be an interesting <laughs> game as well. Um, seeing them come to our head as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's just some massive games early on, but again, like as as cautious as you can be about about losing to these guys, like if you beat them, it it just shows how strong we really are. Like to go into these games and think, well, if you break them down, you could beat the Browns, you could beat the Ravens, Chargers, Eagles, Bills. We can beat every. Like there's no team in the league that you go, yeah, we haven't really got a chance against them. Is there any just, team so... in the league that we're not favourites against? Is there any team on our schedule we're not favourites against? No, I think if you ask, I think if you ask the national media, they'd probably say Chargers at home. I think they they might some people might side on the on the Chargers with them being healthy with their defense and as as in Chargers in LA week fifteen that mm-hmm. game. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Uh, but then, Thursday but night. then, but then that, yeah. that if their favorites is not going to be judged based off. Who we think the better team is by week fifteen is going to depend on 
it's going to depend on people, the team's record. So I, I don't think so. I, th- I think you're favourites in every single game. So I, is everyone piling on to Duncan's bet from last year of going undefeated? No, I, I looked it up. No, it was only going... like twenty to one. It was really poor odds. Because I think gonna... we should be favoured, but I don't think we'll win every game. Yes, I, I think agree. we should go into every game thinking we we, should we yeah we should win this game, but we won't. Yes, because it happens every year, right? It, it, yes. You always go into it with higher expectations, and weird things happen in the in the league. Things things we're happen every year. We're loose to the year. Bengals in week seventeen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's always a weird Chiefs loss on every year. We we lose yeah. a weird game. It might be the Giants even. I was just about to <laughs> yeah, say it that. might be the Giants in week eight that we just That's... lose to for no reason whatsoever, other than the it, fact that it, we just. It could well be because you'd have the Titans, and then you'd. Which is going to be, a, I mean, whatever you think of the Titans, it's still going to be a relatively tough game and a physical one. Then you'd have the Packers with the Giants sandwiched in between. So you you could argue that with the Mahomes, with the Mahomes Rogers, if he's still there, which I guess I think we all believe he will be now. Yeah, it looks like. Yeah, it. like yeah, yeah. That's one that could get overlooked. Yeah, it's got the and it's also Monday night. It's 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 going to be. That we're walking the park. Um, it's a strange pick. It's at Arrowhead though, night so. game. It is, yeah, yeah at Arrowhead, Arrowhead as well, yeah. Gayer Field at Arrowhead, thank you very much. Yeah, it's true, very true, yeah. <laughs> Give them their full title. <laughs> <laughs> they sponsoring you as well, Neil? Uh, no, but if they want to, they can do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take 10 million, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> to do what? Just promote them, you know, on our podcast. And to correct anyone. To correct (laughs) anyone anyone that calls it Arrowhead. Do you know what a Gia do? Um, Healthcare, aren't they? (laughs) Time to do with health. Are they insurance? Let's not get too stuck down in details here. I was just really really hoping they were like like an opticians or something. I'm looking at the bigger picture here, okay, you know? We're talking. I'm, gl- I'm global branding for them here. That's worth a fortune. Okay. Yeah, but I'm saying to you, like Neil. Okay, I'm really interested in Ajia. Can you, um, you know, can you give me more info? Uh, look at their <laughs> website. <laughs> Google them. Ajia dot com. I'm actually going to do that there. I assume gear dot com. Well, they've got they've got their own field now. Ajia yeah, field. Do, yeah. So. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> as I quickly Google, I don't even know how to spell a G. I'm not even uh, A G E A G G A H. Sorry, I forgot. G E H A, is it? Their website's unavailable due to maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't help me really there, did no. it? <laughs> no. If anyone knows what they do, please let us know. Yeah, please in, in let us comments know. and replies. I think you should please. just uh, donate. Put them that 10 after the Frank Clark yeah. comments. Just donate that ten million to Tyron Matthew, please, Neil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll pay his first year of contract if they pay me ten million. <laughs> uh, they look like their health insurance. Okay. Well, let's hope they can keep our players healthy then. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. That, that would that would help. <laughs> on that note <laughs> <laughs> on that note we've rambled for 50 minutes I've never called I've never called it but today <laughs> and <up>. we're back <laughs> <laughs> well um, thank you for jo- joining us um, on the return to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast uh, coming back for the 2021 season 
If you're less than 51 minutes, well done. Yeah, we have, yeah. For an episode we thought would be 20 minutes long, I think we've done pretty well for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, really, obviously really looking forward to the season starting and hopefully this will be the first of many uh, podcasts of the 2021 season. Uh, really looking forward to talking to you all more uh, and having Duncan back as well. Before we wind up, actually, um, Newcastle week three, just saying, people. Be yes, there. of course. Chiefs yeah, Chargers, Newcastle, Geordie Weekender. Newcastle, Geordie Weekender. Some of us have booked. Some of us have less than booked. Mentioning no names, Tomo. Someone um, will have a very long drive if can come. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yes, um, we'll see. Yeah, but certainly week three, uh, Newcastle, which is the 26th of September. Uh, be there for the Saturday night. Cause, um, it's good kickoff time as well, that is. It six, is, yeah. Six it it's is, really good. Yeah. yeah, but that just leaves you a long time after that. Or oh, it could be a long day. I'm not going to lie, it could be a very long day. <laughs> <laughs> Book the Monday off, I'd say. Uh, oh, yeah, already sorted. Back. I fly back on the Monday, but not until like half past ten at night. It's a, I've got a, a whole day in Newcastle to kill with nothing really? to do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out there quite early. I'm out there at like eleven o'clock, so it's not too bad. I'm going to train. It's only a couple hours for me. I nearly get. How daft is this, right? I nearly flew back to Dublin from Newcastle via Poland because it would have got me home sooner than waiting until ten o'clock at night, and it was only about fifty quid difference. And in the end, I was like. Mate, yeah. you can find something to do in Newcastle for the day. You're I'm sure if anyone has any suggestions, hit us in the comments. In for the day. Yeah, I'm sure I'll come up with something. It'd be a great part of the country. Yeah, I'll find a way to keep myself entertained for the day. Mm. Yeah. Well, on that note, thanks for joining us on the Arrows Abroad podcast. Come to Newcastle and we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>